is a god of the game. Goals, goals and more goals. Euros 2020 is shaping out to be a spectacular tournament with not so many surprises except Germany reminding everyone who they are and what they can do to teams who speak Portuguese. When are we going to move on from the Blues to the Atsuris for being the favourites? A courageous display from our Indian women's cricket team which gave us something to cheer amidst ICC's horrible event management. Let's go! Euros is heating up and how? International football is not boring anymore. If World Cup 2018 was a prototype, this Euros have been almost the perfect product. Welcome everyone to yet another episode of Sports Charcha. This is me Bala and we have Ishan with us. Hi guys. We'll start right from where we left off from the last episode. The second half of Denmark versus Belgium. First half it was 1-0 to Denmark but then Something happened in second half with the name of Kevin De Bruyne, <laughs> which changed the game just simply. And Belgium won it 2-1. You saw the second half? Yes, I did. Uh, I think, uh, what's it called? Belgium just decided to get the big guns on. You got Hazard and De Bruyne out uh, on the pitch. And obviously, De Bruyne is just like a class apart, man. What a... Wow. And the second goal, what a hit it was. No, great, great layup by Hazard. Uh, one to play by, uh, you know, Hazard and, and Lukaku. Then Hazard just set it up for De Bruyne and just first touch shot. I think that's become such a trademark De Bruyne goal. Uh, we've seen that numerous times for City. And I meaning it's just like low and accurate. It's almost like he's an advanced version of Tony Cruz when taking these long shots because he gets a little more power, but that placement is just immaculate. And like stats generally, people just generally look at the score next day, won't see Lukaku's name in both the goals. But his contribution yes. to both the goals, I mean, it was both of them were his goals, I'll have to say. It was because of him both those goals actually happened. He is game by game, he's, he's showing something. So extreme and I don't know man like the, my love for Lukaku has been increasing over the last one one and a half years I just love watching him and play that, you make a very valid point because I think Lukaku can be categorized in one of the late bloomers uh, of football because yes when he was at West Brom early stage in Premier League he was scoring the goals but he was just a box to box number 9 in a way give him the ball he'll head it or shoot it but what we've seen him un- evolve under Conte for example with Inter he has completely changed his game. He's not just a scoring striker, but he's actually doing something like what a, what you would associate with a Benzema. But leveraging the strength that he has. And that's what's setting him apart. And like it's showing, the results are just showing because as you said, uh, both the goals, he had a major role to play in it. And he's just going from strength to strength. Yeah. Heartbreak for Denmark. I mean, we all know what happened. And looks like they have to win the final game. Uh, they'll be playing against... Russia tonight. So hopefully they win and make their group much more interesting. So that's about Del- Denmark versus Belgium. But let's move on to the, the biggest game. The game that made the maximum news. One of the Again, one of the most interesting games that we have seen in this Euro so far. The most surprising result, I have to say, Germany-Portugal. I didn't see this coming. I didn't see this coming at all. Yeah, I... I agree with you. Like, I do not know what happened to Portugal. They, I think, defensively just shut down. It was a 4-0-4 error. Uh, they blanked out. And if you see the goal, two own goals, bizarre. And like Ruben Diaz looking like an amateur. Uh, 
it was very strange but you know credit goes out to uh, germany uh, gozens what a like nobody heard of him before this tournament and <laughs> no one in germany wouldn't have even heard yeah. of him because he never came through the german football the german football bundesliga he started off with at eredivisie netherlands and then he have been playing with atlanta for the last 4 5 seasons and like i he's become such a great because he's a huge he's a huge unit yeah and he's fast he's skillful and then he scored a headed goal from as a winger i mean what more do you need and like it was a very surprising ronaldo got his usual goals obviously but i am seeing bruno fernandes being a little caught out right now in terms of his true ability uh, i'm not saying anything united fans don't hate me uh, but it's just he's a little he looks a little off yeah uh, i think out of be, his comfort zone a comfort zone i agree but again i i also have to give some level of uh, doubt some benefit of doubt to bruno fernandes here because see he has been playing for united ever since the last season started that is i'm i'm saying somewhere around august till now he pretty much played every game for united and people who saw united last season knew he was the engine of their entire team without bruno fernandes united were pathetic so maybe he's he's tired could that be the reason or i, I don't know it could be a very good point because yeah you're right he played a bulk almost every single united game and united were you know they had the europa cup to exactly. deal with as well and exactly. that's a lot of games yeah but i'm saying which big team with great players has not played a lot of games point right uh, so meaning i cannot use that we cannot use that as an excuse but yeah you may be right he's not that kind of a unit he's not an angolo kante that can keep playing every game for every season all the time every like in consecutive days and running uh, all the time but, <laughs> and running all the time and i think if you ignore the two goals from portugal the best chance they had was a player who came out of retirement uh, renato sanchez <laughs> i didn't know he st- was still alive he <laughs> the last time i saw him was in this tournament he won league yeah. with uh, with lil Yeah but I don't know what he did I don't watch liga <laughs> uh, but uh, that strike but, talking about that yeah. strike yeah yes what a hit that was <laughs> but I think amazing match it was such fun to watch yeah. I think this is what what I like about german this german team is because they are so unpredictable yeah. they are almost like real madrid you do not know what the hell they are going to come <laughs> like play on that day uh cruz had a great game solid yeah. gundogan had a solid game uh so it was i think this makes it very interesting this group right now as to what's going to happen this result and the result before this game which we'll talk about in a, in in a minute both actually opened up this group and i just want to give one shout out to muller i mean that guy was brilliant and the best part of muller i was just focusing on him after the first goal happened i was just looking at him what's he doing and all he was talking all the time he was literally pointing to every single german player on the field and telling them where to go where to pass move here give it to him give it to him oh god he was blah, we know blah, this blah. about muller right <laughs> he is not the prettiest footballer to watch but he is a brain uh, he's such a smart player and i think that's i think uh, jokum lov has been very smart in getting him back into the squad because not only the experience but he can get that tactical mindset to all the young players like look at how serge gnabry played that game Brilliant he was, uns- he was. 
like the portuguese defense midfield just couldn't contain him yeah. he could he was playing around with them and a lot of it was you know like as you said muller was a chatterbox he was mm-hmm. constantly dictating the play the flow finding the flaws in the portuguese you know defense back to back line so i think it was a great performance by germany portugal should they be worried i mean they have a game against france if they lose they could be in trouble theoretically could be in trouble they should be worried about how poorly they are playing uh, as a team uh, they are just not gelling like i remember we were discussing this before the euros right look at the options they have and they are not performing uh, you know we i think i remember you saying this that this is the first time Ronaldo is not the best player in the Portuguese team but hey breaking news who is the best player in the Portuguese Portuguese team right now at the age of 75 Cristiano Ronaldo yeah uh, so i mean that goes a long way in saying that you know where are the other guys who we knew or we you know we are they're fucking superstars what are they doing so they need to get their act together and france is going to be a tough test for them Yeah and France will also be pissed off after their draw against Hungary. I I saw the game. Well I I couldn't put fingers on where France went wrong but I just have to credit Hungary for their for their for their verve and their I physical presence. I think you know presence. I think Bala you put hmm. it really succinctly when in France's first game they never got out of first gear. Yeah. And I think they continued that gear in the second game as well because yeah. Hungary were up for the game. like they knew they are the inferior team they gave it their all france just had to try a little harder yes there were a lot there were some chances that you would normally associate benzema putting away uh, mbappe had some clear headers yeah the roll of the dice didn't probably go but you come on it's the you expect the france french team to you know roll over yeah. hungary and yeah. that didn't happen I can understand maybe from a from a French team's perspective like if you are a fans of the f- uh, French fan of French team uh it's better to have Many this time I going to say f again <laughs> fan of the fucker say <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying it's better to have uh, a bad performance too early like at least at this level where it's not really going to affect your result so hopefully yeah. they will be able to fix them and we all know what france can do when when everyone yeah. is on song so i think the worry do- for them you know just to end the france topic is varan yeah varan i don't know what has happened to him in the last couple of years his defensive uh, confidence has gone down the drain and i think the goal the hung- hungary scored he was caught off guard uh yeah and it it's not what something what you associate with him so that might be a little bit of a concern for didier deschamps hmm point very good anyways that group is interestingly poised we'll have the final round of games i think tomorrow night moving on to the most talked about game uh, probably has per the the records that we have available it is the oldest ever rivalry it's the england versus scotland it was it was a boring game i mean i enjoyed watching it it was around 12:30 at night our time i enjoyed watching it but yeah it was nil nil and the exact problems that we were talking about the english team over the last 545 years of football the same thing happened again they just cannot break a team who are very well uh, very well defensively organized they just couldn't break them yeah and I think the you know they should probably change their logo from the three lions to three lions with a muzzle on uh because <laughs> I just came up with that one thank you that's a good one uh but they are just so dull 
I mean, I do not know what you know. They have no, they have no attacking intention. Sometimes I feel like if you saw the first half, Scotland didn't have to do very much. I barely saw Harry Kane get the ball. I and when you see him with Spurs, you sometimes he's almost like Messi-esque in that way that if he doesn't get the ball, he'll probably fall back a bit, get the ball, and then try the. He was not doing any of that. Sterling. He's good on his day. He's awful on the other day. Uh, so all the action was going down the left wing with Shaw running up, passing it to Sterling, Sterling passing it back to you know the midfield. What I find surprising, and Bala, you could probably have more to say on this, is why the hell is Southgate ignoring Jadon Sancho? Yeah, I I was going to bring that up actually. When you when you are lacking, when you are clearly lacking creative intent in the middle, exactly, you have a player who set the Bundesliga on fire, who has been who has been doing that for two seasons with Dortmund. Why are you not bringing him on? I mean, it, it, I don't know. He is the England manager. He gets paid, I think, two three million pounds a year for doing this. I I don't know. I don't know where what I am missing. What am I missing to be? Any yeah, because like you don't football? like. Why do you need two defensive midfielders against a team like Scotland, who's anyway going to be solid at the back? They are not going to give the ball away. You need people who can create some chances for you. Uh, and you know, I I feel that I know I know England will go through. Uh, they will some some way or they always go through. If you've seen this historically, especially since the time we've been watching football, England generally have always struggled in any group stage. They've never yeah. won group stages outright ever, uh, and they somehow make it through. And I'm sure they will. But what I'm really concerned is that they've got such an attacking squad. Why aren't they attacking? It's as simple as that. Yeah, it's it's very. I was very uh, disappointed to see them play like that. And and again, right, the the way this English media uh, jazz it up, and and you see, see, I listen to a lot of. Uh, UK based podcast and they mostly talk about english football and the one name you could hear all day long was jack grealish jack grealish jack grealish as if he's the next messi yeah. i mean he's good grealish is good i give that to you he's a good player he's a creative player england hasn't had that kind of a player for a while but they think that's it that is the answer you being grealish grealish say grealish answer it's not like that i mean they're just so uh like single minded they just watch epl and they think grealish is the greatest player ever so I mean, yeah. we associate that with indian cricket also <laughs> the pressure <laughs> we put on our team just because they are good in ipl but that's also good <laughs> yeah, yeah so correct i think you know uh, what's going to be very interesting and i'll say this again is how will england play once when they face a team that is going to attack them back uh do they have that thing that now okay i've given you space to attack can you score me a goal hmm. i currently don't think they can anyways it will be interesting to see them play against the czech republic who themselves are actually doing really well they played against croatia it was a 1-1 draw it was a boring game sweden slovakia sweden won 1-0 again a boring game 44 players spent 180 minutes playing that game doing nothing so let's don't spend more time on those games yeah moving on to another boring game another draw for spain spain won oh, poland won 
next game like Spain versus Slovakia I mean if it's anything other than a win probably we'll see Luis Enrique the last time as Spain's coach Spain are the new La Soyas <laughs> Oh god and their games are also played at that time 12:30 oh man like i don't know man like morata is the best player in your team i really like i love morata madrid fan but like come on man how can morata be the best player in your team oh god yeah yeah i worry for them i really worry for them yeah we see i i saw the starting lineup okay moreno was there okay fine one mistake you did during the last game you understood it you made that change good good for you good on you but again nothing happened there was nothing going on and i don't know it's not that he does he does have a lot of players sitting in the bench for him to bring on and change the game their squad in itself wasn't as uh, talented as it used to be we spoke about this a couple of podcasts yeah. ago also but again bizarre selections someone like an iago aspas mm. would have been a great addition to this game I would have brought in something to i really don't know what they are going to do again congratulations to poland uh especially lewandowski who managed to find that important goal now poland has a life and this particular table is very interestingly poised actually spain is third right now right yes spain's third with two points so yeah it could be interesting we will we'll wait and see what's going to what's happen what's the there. i think remind the viewers bala just and also me what is the criteria for you to qualify if you're third so if you are third then they will take all the third place teams from each of the six groups and pick up the top 4 of them those that four based will on what based on points points first and then if points are same then goals goal difference okay got it so as of now the soft spot is if you can score four or above and finish third then you are on the safer side now that's where i believe portugal has a problem because if they lose to france they will end up with three points yeah and yeah. if now if now this is a big man sized if if hungary manage to beat germany oh god then then portugal will finish, will finish fourth yeah straight away goal. yeah wow so it, this could get very tricky this could get really tricky so that's about the second round of games across all the groups now we have one group i mean we are recording this on 21st june monday 10:40 as we are talking netherlands and north macedonia game is going on austria austria and ukraine game is going on so group a is done so we have the final standings italy as expected won all their three games they defeated wales and wales in their third game 1-0 and switzerland defeated turkey Turkey, who is supposed to do really good, Turkey, they lost all their three games. They conceded eight goals. Yeah. The entire of their Euro qualifiers, they conceded three wow. goals. In these three games, they conceded eight goals. Uh, yeah, by far they have been the biggest disappointment of yeah, this I think, group stage. I so think, far. and uh, Croatia is in line to match them in being disappointing. Uh, but yeah. Amazing! Did you see the Shakiri goal? By the way. Oh yeah, brilliant! And that game had brilliant goals. Ah, huh? three, three, one. The score was three out of those four goals were scored from outside the box, and that was apparently Shakiri's first ever score uh, on his right foot. Oh my God! Did hmm. you? Yeah. He used international tournament to score worldies. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. 
and as i said in the beginning international tournaments are not boring anymore they are fun now this when i say international tournaments are no more boring they are fun there is no other team to kind of earmark this statement other than italy they played a totally different team uh, mancini made eight changes and they were still good it's scary they are still good that yeah scary yeah amazing they were but i'm telling you know this yeah, is the really? advantage of all your players primarily playing in one single league which is true so true. they all have but a not not many right like see from the starting level jorginho plays in england verratti plays in psg but yeah the defense pretty much play in the defense pretty much plays in one team <laughs> yeah, that's true <laughs> correct <laughs> yeah yeah actually yeah that's a valid point yeah, i didn't see that yeah that's true very valid point but that goes to show uh, there was this uh, beautiful uh, piece I, i was listening to this uh, one of this italian journalist nikki bandini so she said that the 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 work of this particular italian team started way back in 2010 after they had a yeah. horrible 2010 world cup the italian federation brought back arigo saki the milan legend arigo saki to to do something to do some changes to make sure that this doesn't happen again so that's when he started the work he started from the youth academies at that point of time to make those players play this uh, attractive expansive non italian type football and guess who were there during the during that time playing for the youth youth academies your kiesas your locatellis your veratis uh, um, uh, etc etc so any team this is this is a very interesting case to see how italian football have progressed in terms of their, their style of play a very 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 interesting practice case to pain to look at actually to reboot their style in fact in fact when italy did this their aim was to follow italy <laughs> sorry <laughs> when italy did this pardon pardon my pardon my south indian pardon the chennai boy who just came out of nowhere <laughs> the italian the italian uh, federation followed spanish model in 2010 because in 2010 spain wow. was the best team i mean spain were the best yeah. team anyways nice so we have had a great euro so far i mean i i can't begin to uh, explain how excited i am to 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 look forward to the last round of games and the the next set of knockout fixtures that are going to come no major upset so far as i said turkey has been the only major disappointment apart from that we haven't seen a lot of upsets maybe maybe in the next two days by the time you are listening to this episode maybe we have had those upsets moving on to the dampener which is world test championship whatever we thought of whatever we thought that would happen everything was washed away yes not even one innings have been completed day 4 ended today finally the the day was abandoned we have lost more than Two and a half days of play easily. I think this is heading nowhere unless both the teams decide to come out of their things and say that let's play like a like a one day type game, like New Zealand declare and then India play for ten fifteen overs and then give it back to New Zealand. I don't know, but I really don't see this going anywhere. Yeah, it's been really sad and like you know, England is being at this time of the year. We know how the weather is. It's just bad planning. I feel from the ICC. to have it at this time of the year uh, they should have probably chosen another country itself to play this match uh, you know 
because it's such a great spectacle is the first time it's happening you don't want to end it like make have it end as a damp literally a damp squib yeah because it, like the half innings whether we've had it's been great to watch like great yeah. cricket like great bowling you know obviously new zealand are on top but in india also had their moment with kohli batting etc and but it's like it's just sad right because you know it's proper test cricket we had like you know world chess test championship for it i don't know uh, i think it goes down to how badly this was planned i feel yeah uh, so yeah should it should it have been a series like a series of three games i mean you you played you were supposed to play nine full series before playing this finals but i i understand the logic of a final being a one off but i would much rather have it drawn by five days being played which is very unlikely you know in today's day in cricket like you very it's very rare yeah. to see a five day test match end in a draw if you've noticed like mostly there are results happening mm. uh, yeah. Yeah. but whether playing a part in your decision especially on a final which can result in a draw is just not hap- like it's just not good for the sport i feel yeah yeah i was a little disappointed anyways at least well for the first time it started somewhere hopefully next time they learn uh, the 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 errors and they'll make it better and uh, parallelly our indian women's team uh, were playing against england's women's team uh, on on a one off test match and they have a t20s and one day is also to follow again very impressive they started off very badly uh, they had england women enforce the follow on uh, shefali verma and smriti mandana I mean Smriti Mandana is by far my favorite women player to watch she's she's pure class yeah what a player what a player what a batsman yeah. pure pure class and shefali verma i i didn't expect her to excel this much in test but again she's giving in in every sense she's giving me a sevag vibe like because even i thought like sevag yeah. wouldn't do well in test like this kind of player this style of attacking uh, play won't uh, won't won't stand well in test games but shefali verma again proved me wrong both the innings amazing game second innings especially she played within herself uh, we all know how how she loves to attack but but she she played that waiting game amazing great great things to come i hope i hope both the boards in fact every uh, cricket board arranges a lot of women's test matches and and we'll get to see more more of them and test series i don't think you know have series don't have one off matches which mostly look like feel like an exhibition game have a proper competitive series like you know that's how you're going to get the awareness and people because this is actually great cricket yeah. like guys if you don't watch women's cricket uh, and probably only watch the limited overs women's cricket watch their test game they are actually really good and like you know it's great to watch it's proper pure cricket and as bala said just watch smriti mandana bat man like wow like she's got oozes class oozes yeah. class like a like an early 2000 late 90s ganguly like it was just beautiful yeah actually i was actually going to go worse but you saved it i said she looks like a advanced version of sada gopan ramesh <laughs> Nah, nah, nah. She's she's better. She's way better than who actually has footwork. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sada Gopal Ramesh with footwork. But I would I would put her. See, the the one reason why I why I put her as another uh, Ganguly is Ganguly plays this square drive. I have not seen many left-handed batsmen play that square drive as beautifully and as gracefully as Ganguly. So there's only player in women's mm. cricket I have seen that doing is her. So so that's where yeah. I I put her at par with Ganguly. 
Moving on to our speed point, nothing much to discuss because not nothing much happened in terms of managerial changes. Well, some of the uh, news still remains the same. Spurs are still in hunt for a new manager. Paulo Fonseca deal didn't go through. Gattuso, who left Fiorentina, was supposed to manage them for a while, but again, that also fell through. Tottenham, I, I mean, no one knows. I don't think even Daniel Levy knows who's going to be their next manager. Uh, did you see this news? City have reportedly made a $100 million bid on Harry Kane. Oh, wow. Their first official bid, uh, which is expected to be rejected, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, I mean, obviously. And uh, fresh <laughs> from the press is Hakan Kwanaglu just switched to uh, Inter Milan from AC Milan. Oh, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I saw that. Great news. So they got him on the cheap, which Inter Milan need right now. Ashraf Hakimi is probably close to joining PSG. I have no idea how PSGs continue to have so much money. No idea. Like, meaning, I don't know. Donnarumma had his me- I was going to have his medical this, I think, today or tomorrow uh, for PSG. And Navas might be loaned out. We don't know that as well. Varan, there have been two official bids, or not official, but two pretty like good sources have said that two con- concrete bids have come for Rafael Varane, one from PSG and one from Manchester United. Real Madrid are asking for a 50 million price. So, yeah, I think that's going to be interesting. But yeah, obviously, because of the Euros, Copa America happening, you're not going to see too much traction on the transfer fund front. But I think it's going to go into overdrive once all of this ends. Yeah, talking about Copa America, nothing much is happening there. Just to give you an overview of Copa America, guys, why we are not spending so much time on it at this point of time. The reason being, you have two groups, five group, five teams each in two groups. And all these five teams play against each other. So that's 10 matches in each group. And four out of the five go through to quarterfinals. So they basically are playing 20 games to eliminate two teams. So it's a half a season. <laughs> exactly. So we are letting them play those 20 games first. And then when they reach the quarterfinal stage, then we'll take it seriously. So until then, yeah. just a quick update. Argentina are top on their group. They have four points out of two games. They defeated Uruguay. A very, very important game. 1-0 win. Uruguay with Cavani and Suarez up front managed zero shots on target. Brazil continuing their spectacular form. They are, Italy here and Brazil there are just unstoppable right yeah. now. Uh, Brazil, two games, two wins with six points. I mean, they, they are going to walk this this uh, group stage through. So that's about it from yeah. uh, Copa America. That's about it from the world of sports from us. Ishan, anything else you want to add? Anything else you want to say before we say Tata bye-bye? For F1 fans, you guys missed an insane uh, F1 weekend in France. You know, for the first time in, I think, 12 years, we've seen Red Bull take pole position, uh, winning a race for three consecutive races. Verstappen is now top of the world championship board over Hamilton. So it's going to be a great, great season where we actually might see Hamilton not win, which is a relief because... Uh, you know, it's been seven years in a row. I mean, uh, goes in so yeah. goes in line with the football season, right? Juventus finally exactly. losing, Celtic finally losing. <laughs> I think, you know, so yeah, so people who are F1 fans and were a little disinterested in the last couple of years, if you're not a Mercedes supporter, I think this is the season for you to watch really good races happening, competitive races, all the top, there are four 
big teams who have great cars and great driver lineup so watch it guys it's exciting oh great i'll also get on the f1 bandwagon then cool that was yes. a good update and uh, thank you once again guys so by the time you listen to this episode on maybe all the group stages must have been done we'll have the final group uh, 16 uh, final 16 games all laid out so we will be back again recording on thursday night by the time we'll have all the pre quarter finals of round of 16 games ready and we'll discuss from there on who's going to be our favorites i'm definitely going to make ishan uncomfortable again by asking who's going to be the favorites hey, yeah. and everything <laughs> Imagine if France doesn't qualify. Fuck. <laughs> great. All right, guys. Good night. Have a great day. Have a great week. Enjoy. Bye, guys. Take care. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please make sure you hit the subscribe button and also please, like we are literally begging, to rate our podcast on whichever app you are listening to. It not only helps us but also new listeners to easily find our podcast. You can also reach out to us on Twitter. at the rate sports charcha a big shout out to the jam room audio for our theme music you can follow the jam room on facebook at the rate the jam room audio bye